0: Good evening, good morning, or whenever you listen to Murder Blows. That's us, Murder Blows. I just said it. Um so I'm going to go ahead and throw up a content warning, um which is kind of like a trigger warning. In fact, it's pretty much the same thing. It just sounds very professional and that's what we are here at Murder Blows. Um so just get ready. We're going to be talking about some pretty um relevant political topics um that involve some very non-relevant uh, assholes. So, just brace yourselves. Um, stick with us. I think this is a very important episode. Um, my name is Violet, and I'm joined as always. Oh, and Cody's doing this episode. Sorry, I obviously Cody's doing the dope political episode. Um, I'm Violet, and I'm joined by my co host
1: Cody, your social justice warrior, Maisie, Sasha.
0: Alright, buckle up and enjoy the intro music as we dive into uh Jeffrey Epstein and all his uh bullshittery. Benny.
2: I checked. I'm not muted.
3: Perfect.
1: <laughs> that was cute. That's nice tattoo.
2: Nice. I feel like Violet's... I don't cold.
1: think I've ever seen your arms, Maisie. Yeah, they I are. I love them.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
1: They're beautiful. My arms?
3: <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yeah. that's
3: the kind of positivity we need in the world right now.
2: You have beautiful arms, and you have beautiful
1: arms. (laughs) I love it. Sorry I missed you all last week. It was a crazy week. Tell us about this art. So, Seth's cousin is the art teacher at Ian's school. So, she just has a cart that she rolls from room to room, and that's all the art that the kids get. So, over the summer, she wanted to do an art camp from July 8th to the 13th, and it was like 8.30 in the morning until noon. And I was like, oh, I'll volunteer to help because I can get out of the house, and I can help kids with art, and it'll be something for me to do with Ian.
2: But you don't wake up at
1: 8.30. I don't like waking up in the morning, but I was like, I'll get on a sleep schedule. It'll be Okay. So, Sunday, the day before art camp, I get a sinus infection in my face, and my temples hurt, my nose hurts, my cheeks hurt, I feel like I'm dying, so I slept all day, and I had antibiotics from my lovely respiratory infections that I get, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to turn into an upper respiratory infection if I don't get enough sleep and if I talk too much. And I was like, it's okay. It's just four hours. I'll go home afterwards and I'll sleep. No big deal. So I walk into art class and I'm like, how many kids are there going to be? Thinking like 15, you know, like maybe 20. And she's like 36. And I was like, what? And I was like, what are the age groups? And she's like, oh, like kindergarten to, eight, to grade five.
2: <laughs>
1: and she's like. I was thinking on Thursday, you could bring in some of your paintings and maybe show them a little bit of how to paint and um, explain to them that they could do this, like, as a career. And I was like, I just came to, like, hand out crayons, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, very cute. That's a lot. And it was,
1: it was a lot. And the first day I went home and immediately went to bed for hours. And then I started taking antibiotics and they were like the amoxiclab that have some kind of potassium in them. So they take away that like sick feeling of you do like one little thing and you feel like you're dying. So they gave me a lot of energy. So I was able to like power through the rest of the week. And by the end of the week, I really liked it because I was learning the kids names and they love making art. Like they don't necessarily take their time or try very hard, but they absolutely love like the creative process and learning things. And the good thing is about that age is like everything is really cool to them. You know, Everything is just amazing, and they're just so impressed by the littlest things. So the last day we made slime, and we made it with Elmer's glue and contact solution. Hell yeah. And it just drips everywhere. Like, you're trying to hold it, and it's just going through your fingers. So we had the cafeteria covered in slime. We were sending kids home with, like, slime in their hair. <laughs> and the Oopsie. the kids who did this were, like, a lot of, like, teacher's kids and rich kids. So these kids would show up in their, like, brand new dress. <laughs> and... Their parents would come and pick them up in, like, Cadillac Escalades that were, like, brand new. And I'm like, I'm sorry your kid has slime in their hair. Let them live a little. Exactly, they did. But it was, it was like, I really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it at the time because I was sick. But, and it was, I I don't know how teachers do it. I don't know how teachers do six to eight hours a day. Because I was mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausted by the end of the day. Like, I felt like I had done YamaCon in, like, four hours every day. It was so much. But but it's so rewarding, too. Like, you, they just love you when you take time to sit with them and show them something. Like, they just freak out. And then I had two little girls that were going into fifth grade, and they were, like, tiny teenagers, and they were adorable. Aww. <laughs> and they just loved. Like, they were so interested in everything. And so, yeah, it was definitely a challenge. But, yeah, last Wednesday I had Ian, and it was just me and Ian at the house. So I was like, I can't sit on the couch and talk about murder. <laughs> and I was preparing, so I couldn't, like, leave my house because I had to paint 36 8 by 10 canvases black for my Thursday project. So... Man, you're right out there doing it, Cody. Yeah, next week my parents are coming. They'll be here Friday, and they're staying a week. And so I had to deep clean my house so my mom doesn't come in and be like, "This place is disgusting." Do you ever clean your house? Oh, yeah. Woof. Mm. -hmm. That's about it. I still have like the headache shit and the runny nose shit, and but whatever. It's like, I don't understand where it comes from. It's absolutely a million degrees outside. It's a summer cold, and they're the worst. And they are, because there's no reason.
3: No, oh, not at all. My ears, I have pressure in my head. It feels like, you know, when you go up a mountain and your ears are, they need to pop, and they yeah. pop all of a sudden, and you're like, oh, God, that was so loud.
1: Every yeah. time I drove in my car with my sinus infection, it would just pop, like, stuff would just pop and creak and clatter. And I was just like, get this out of my head. hmm And then you that. get home, and there's, like, one ear that's still clogged, and you can't get it unclogged. It's great. One ear. Yeah.
3: So if you see me do that with my mouth, we're like, ah, that's what I'm doing. Of my that ears. it
1: sucks. I'm sorry. It's okay. But it's not 90 degrees where you live, right? Um, not at the moment. I think it's, like, Seventy-three.
3: So yeah. Great show it was nine
1: right degrees in Alaska, so I was like, maybe it is ninety degrees in Portland. Who
3: freaking knows at this point though, for real? Ridiculous.
2: Climate change.
3: Is a
0: myth. <laughs> Where's Violet? Yeah, fuck our president.
1: So we can <laughs> we can totally bring that into today. This is one of the like I need to vent about this so bad because ever since they implemented the no cell phones when driving law. Like me and Tia don't get to talk on the phone at all because the only time she wasn't around her family and was free to talk was when she was driving. Well, she doesn't have a Bluetooth thing or anything. So, she just we just don't talk now. Like we just text each other once in a while and I have nobody to vent to or bitch up about, about like how terrible everything is. So, I'm just constantly like I want to go get a child from a cage and and keep it and make it give it comfort and feed it. And since <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> I'll teach it art. Now I'll, you know how. I'll teach it art.
2: Teach
1: it art. Ugh. For $750 a day. Did you guys see that? That tweet was like, for $750 a day, I'll take five illegal people and I'll just buy a bigger house. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no fucking kidding.
1: It's $280,000 a year for one person. And they've got thousands all around the country. I was going to do a podcast on that, but my feelings get in the way, and it's too hard for me. And I'm ashamed to say that, because I should, like, want to tell the world how terrible this is. But it it just hurts so much. I've got to give it some time, and then I'll tell the world how terrible it is.
2: Is it true they're not
1: letting... Go ahead.
2: Sorry. Well, I was like, hopefully before we come, become Nazi Germany. You know, it's cool. It's whatever.
0: <laughs> well, um, I don't know how to bring that. Well, my brain just shut out because uh, I don't. Okay, I have to preface this with I've never. The few times I've been discriminated for being Jewish are few and far between very rarely yeah i've been throwing the k word at a couple times yeah i've been told i'm good with money which obviously i live with my mother and my piece of shit sibling so i'm not good with money um (laughs) so anyways but every time that there's like threat of nazis in modern day america it shakes me to my core like i had something to say that was going to contribute to the conversation and as soon as someone was like until we become nazi germany i was like uh sorry <laughs> i are going to shout out were gonna ask? Instinctively, and we're ready what
3: to were ask we... for scalps
1: <laughs>
3: 100 <laughs> nazi well, scalps and
1: ask if it was true or not
0: Oh, if they're not letting people volunteer at the border.
1: Oh, they're definitely not. They're definitely not. Like, the thing that just broke about the private companies owning the, the camps and the people, like, the government paying 700 and some dollars per person to house them, that has been going on forever. Like, I've known about that for a year now. And it just now broke on mainstream media. Like, and I feel so dirty. Like, I feel like I should, I feel like we should all, like, protest paying taxes because our tax money is going to this private corporation. It's a private corporation that came to our government that was like, hey, if you pay us $780 a person, we'll put these people in cages for you and not give them a toothbrush or a bar of soap or anything, but we'll pretend we do.
0: Y'all, let me tell you, I apparently owed... (laughs)
3: <laughs> I was like, I have nothing to do with this, and I've got papers.
0: Uh, <laughs> I owed like, like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, that's not a big amount when I say it out loud. But it is. Like,
2: but I like seven hundred dollars money. But you're not
3: a business; you're one human.
0: Right. Yeah. To the government this year, but I did not know because fun fact, I just skipped paying my taxes for two years. <laughs> Resist girl. Sorry, Resist. I'm not drunk yet. I'm just But so if we t- all did <laughs>
3: that, like if we all but, quit paying date okay. because like some but of your plots. Um, yeah, plot, plot was for it.
0: Yeah. So I skipped paying two years because I was working like two to three jobs at a time and taking care of people and broke off my ass. I like sent letters and like proof that I, I was paying all this money to support my family and all this shit. And um So the government this year was like, oh, we see that we've reviewed some paperwork from prior tax years, and you were owed back a bigger return. I was like, hot diggity damn, bring it on over here. Well, (laughs) wouldn't you know it, I got my IRS check in the mail, followed by immediately, like in the same thing, the taxes I owed from prior years, Um. And uh, so I was supposed to be... I know this isn't professional talk about money, but I was supposed to be getting, like, $1,500 back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, so the government was like, oh, we've been taking too much money from you. And I was like, yeah, no fucking shit. I work two to three jobs and support, two grown-ass adults plus myself. Like, no shit you've been taking money from me, you dumbasses. But because... Because... I didn't pay my taxes. They fined me so intensely that I got like 300 bucks back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so they were literally like, Oh wait, like I filed my taxes. They said I was going to get like a certain amount back. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. It was like a smaller amount, like 500 bucks. And then they sent me an email and called me and they were like, Oh, we've been taking too much money from you. So we're gonna give you this many dollars back. And then with my like three hundred dollar check came another a separate piece of mail saying this is why you're only getting three hundred dollars back. So much as I would love skipping taxes. I don't know if I can handle that disappointment again. (laughs)
1: Well, do you know, okay, so every month they change my address for my business to a different address and then they change it back to the correct one, but they send me the letters on the same day. So I don't even know which one, like, I don't know which address they changed it to. I don't know if they had changed it to the wrong address or the correct address, but I get them both at the same address. Hmm. So they're every month. They're like, we changed your address, but we changed it back. We changed your address, but we changed it back. And here's, Two letters on the same day about it, and I don't even know what to do about it. I'm just like, you guys are, and it's the IRS. And I'm like, okay, whoever is doing this is wasting money. You send me two letters every single month. That's at least like what stamps are like 55 cents now. That's at least a dollar 10. It's a $12 a year just on sending me dumb letters. Come on, guys.
2: You would be amazed at how shitty the IRS is at figuring out what's going on. There is a way to avoid paying into things you don't want to be paid into. Um, If you donate enough to tax-deductible places, it will bring your tax payment down enough to not... Instead of paying, like, your taxes, you've paid them to donations. Exactly.
1: Or you can um, open up an IRA and put money into it every year you as well. should
2: be doing that anyway. Exactly. <laughs> also a 401k. Also yes. a Roth IRA.
1: <laughs> I'm just like so enraged with humanity and I can't do anything about it.
2: You know what you can do? You can rub sweet and salty scrub all over your body. And it always helps. It doesn't fix humanity, but it might make you a nicer person. And that is one step in the right direction. Not that yeah. you're not nice. What I mean is, happy people are nice people.
3: If everybody in the world uses sweet and salty scrub, and we're happy at the same time, can you imagine?
2: Imagine all imagine. The exfoliation. <laughs> no copyright. <laughs> we're reviewing the song. It will make you even happier to use the lip scrub. Both of these products come from our dear friends at Blaze Slate Labs. They are wonderful. It is no BS skincare, literally. that You can understand everything that's in your products. They're healthy, they're smelly goody, and I like them a lot. When you're done exfoliating with your lip scrub, though, make sure you put on some amazing chapstick from Arcadian Grooming because that shit is 251 for a tube if you use our code MURDERBLOWS. You can also use our code laps it's the same thing, MURDERBLOWS, one word, 15% off. Just spread the wealth. It's great. Once your skin and your lips are good, then make sure to do a little something with your hair. You could like ruffle your bangs or do a tight pompadour with mm-hmm. the clay, the matte clay promade from Arcadian Grooming as well. Thanks to those guys for always and the best sponsors that we could possibly have and that's enough radio voice for today
1: you have a beautiful radio voice
2: killed
0: it and I'm back paper. with more whiskey
1: oh, oh my oh. god <laughs> in the negative red so does anybody have a funny story before we start so we can like lighten us up a little bit mm-hmm. no
2: <laughs> nothing weird has happened to me on my walk to and from work But like six people and I think it's because I changed my hair color. It's now very obvious who it is walking to work. Um at least six people have been like, Do you live around here? And I'm like, No, I just walk aimlessly in a direction. Like (laughs) of course
1: Every day at the same time.
2: In the same yeah, in the same I mean you
1: don't want to tell them yes just in case, but if you tell them no, they'd be like Okay.
2: I am super vague about where my house is. I was like, yeah, I live behind X landmark, which is like on the other side of the street. Yes. So. Also, why? Like, why? I don't know. Someone wanted to know how nice the apartments were. And I was like, I don't live in the apartments. And then someone else was like, why don't millennials like cars? And I'm like, because driving is one of the riskiest things you'll do. And it makes my anxiety real shitty. (laughs) Like, Me too. Who are you passing that's so talkative? Uh, the people in my lunchroom.
3: <laughs> oh, I thought you yeah. meant like
1: as you're walking, people are like, what are those apartments like?
2: <laughs> like no. Yeah,
1: the person with no car is asking you why you hate cars. Yeah, <laughs>
2: headphones
1: <right>? headphones <laughs> 24-7. If I'm not mm-hmm. doing this podcast, I haven't listened to something in my headphones. <laughs> Me too. It makes cleaning their house so much better.
2: I thought getting AirPods was going to be like the answer but like people can't see them in my ears uh-huh. they'll try to talk to me and I'm like damn it no damn. I wear I wear these out the really yeah, big obvious ones I like it that mm.
1: except I for are like white and turquoise and they're really dirty because they're white and I paint in them but mm-hmm. yeah I always have like I wear them driving I wear them in the grocery store and mm-hmm. I look ridiculous but it's really obvious
2: no I don't like being talked to so I feel you
0: Just learn the sign sign language for I don't speak. I don't
2: hear you. (laughs) know walk away. Um, Cody, you mentioned that listening to stuff makes housework easier. I'm here to attest to you that I listen to stream weavers while folding laundry. And I've never wanted to fold laundry for longer in my life because it is so great.
1: Now you're gonna say I've never they wanted to fold laundry
2: faster. No, I know.
1: No. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I haven't listened yet because I didn't have any downloaded, and I listen. I've been listening like when I go to bed at night, and so my pot, my phone doesn't get like internet in my room. So mm-hmm. I came here just to like download certain loved podcasts it. today and that's one of them that I downloaded so I'll be listening I'll give it a whirl
0: I hear oh. it's alright the <laughs> that
2: deliverance hilarious. trivia nice. loved it that waterfall <laughs> bit no spoilers <laughs> And then the freaking synopsis of Practical Magic. Like, I've never sat down and thought about what that movie actually was. But when you hear all the plot points in order, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, it's still great. It's still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, there's two available. Check them out. They're part of the Murder Blows oh, no. Network. The, the, oh, this, the, this blows network.
0: No, no, I just put a Cheeto in my mouth, but I also listened to The New Nature is Wild this morning, yes. where they talk about carnivorous plants. Give that a download. I listened to that also, the other day. I couldn't they find friggin it. They freaking plugged us. They oh, friggin plugged us.
3: I yeah. know, and my That's own so sweet, our own promo scared
0: the shit out of me. I know, <laughs> me I was listening,
3: Nature is Wild, and I was like, wait a
0: minute. <laughs> I heard Sasha's voice, and I was like, did she, like, do a guest spot? And yeah,
1: I heard, found it. I looked last week, and I couldn't find it, and now today I found it. Yay.
2: They are everywhere now. We figured it out. It's very exciting. And Um, then
1: I was listening to This Podcast Will Kill You, which I've been binging lately because I had a bunch downloaded, and they did one on H. pylori bacteria, and my mom had that when I was in, like, probably seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm not that far yet. Anybody sicker in my life than my mother, but whenever I listened to the podcast, it explained it all, so I had to call my mom and tell her all about her H. pylori, which mm-hmm. she didn't know anything about because they only, like, discovered it in the 80s, and she got it in, like, 98 or 97, so, yeah. It was super interesting, so I'm gonna give those girls a shout-out. Let me know when you hit the episode about hepatitis B. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't yet. I I randomly <laughs> lot.
0: because <laughs> it won't kill you on most accounts, right? Right.
2: I don't know. We'll
0: B. B is for baby.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: B is for Hi, little baby. bitch
2: hepatitis. <laughs> bitch
0: hepatitis. <laughs> um. <laughs> I got diagnosed with hepatitis, bitch. <laughs> oh
1: my god.
3: Somebody um, um, probably
1: does that, and they're gonna get really offended by it, and then we're gonna get hate mail. Um.
0: At this point, I mean, I'm. Where would they send it? it.
1: And that's true. And if they did send it, murderload at
0: Gmail. You can also follow us on Twitter at murderload <laughs> and Instagram.
1: At Murder Rose, um, oh oh my, god. my god, Violet! One more thing before I get to my case. So, did you hear about Amber from Teen Mom? I'm listening.
0: No, but I am. Wow, I'm she got sure arrested ready. again
1: she got arrested again because she her her what's his name Andrew and her baby came home from a car ride because she was angry and Andrew wanted to let her cool off well when he came in the door she had a machete and like was trying to attack him and he had to call 911 and she's in jail now
0: Amber's the real murder fan. <laughs> And Shout out to Amber from Teen Mom for being a mad dog like, listener.
1: He had a machete. I have to tell Violet this.
0: <laughs> my only connection with any of those girls on Teen Mom is that I've dyed my hair to the point of frying, looking at you, Chelsea, and that <laughs> Amber also carries a machete.
1: <laughs> oh, Chelsea's like my favorite, though. So she hasn't dyed like me. Yeah. Okay, speaking of anxiety, do you all want some anxiety?
2: Anyway, oh, yes, yeah. famous people, bring them to me. Let us bring okay. them to justice. So, I'm going like to tell no
1: you, there is no justice in the world. I'm going well, <laughs> to tell you. I'm going to turn my camera off. <laughs> I don't know how much you guys know about Jeffrey Epstein, other than, like, what's in, been in the news recently. No. But... During 2016, this was one of, like, the conspiracies that came off WikiLeaks that everybody was, like, really concerned about. But everybody else was like, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory from WikiLeaks, whatever. And I had this podcast I listened to called The Opperman Report. And the guy that runs it, his name is Ed, and he was interviewing people that talked about all of this. So I was like, well... I was listening to the 45th the other night and they were talking about Jeffrey Epstein and some of the things that I had heard about during 2016 that were conspiracies they were talking about. And so I was like, I'm going to look up Jeffrey, good old Jeffrey on Wikipedia. And my mind was blown because every single thing from 2016, that was this huge conspiracy theory is now like on Wikipedia as facts. And so I wanted to fill you guys in on him. And how much of a crazy person he seems to be. Um, and what he has gotten away with so far. And what this entails for possibly certain people. It's just so crazy. So if you guys have any questions or anything, just stop me and let me know. Um, Some of it's the background on him, which I kind of have to tell you because the weird thing about him is he's supposed to be a billionaire, but he's not like the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, you know, like, of course, Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. He owns Amazon. What does Jeffrey Epstein do? Nobody really knows. So. Jeffrey Epstein was born in 1953 in Brooklyn, New York, to Jewish parents Pauline and Seymour. Epstein's parents were married in 1952, shortly before his birth. Pauline worked as a school aide and was a homemaker. Seymour Epstein worked for the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation as a groundskeeper and gardener. So that just tells you that his parents didn't have any money. So let's continue. Jeffrey Epstein is the oldest of two siblings. Epstein and his brother Mark grew up in Seagate, Coney Island in Brooklyn, New York. In 1967, Epstein attended the National Music Camp at the Interlochen Center for Arts. He graduated from Lafayette High School at age 16, having skipped two grades. But later that year, he attended classes at Cooper Union uh, until he changed colleges in 1971. In the fall of 1971, he attended another college, and it was a mathematical science college at New York University, but he left without receiving a college degree. So now he's a billionaire. His parents didn't have money when he was growing up, and he didn't graduate from college. So I find that a little crazy. Like, how do you become a billionaire? So far, he's got two strikes against it.
2: I mean, not I will say, you. Finishing college doesn't do a whole lot for
1: most it people. It doesn't. I did not go to college and I'm fine. So don't think that because you didn't go to college, you're a failure. It's just. I did go to college and I'm in debt. Exactly. So, but I mean, if you want to be a billionaire, I mean, you have to be really lucky or you have to have some kind of like good education, probably, yeah. just to this help is... improve your stats a little bit.
2: This is reminding me of that meme that's like, step one, buy underwear. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: So, Epstein taught calculus and physics at the Dalton High School in Manhattan from 1974 to 1976. So, he didn't have a degree in anything, but he got a job teaching calculus and physics. So, he must have been very, very, very intelligent. Um, in, seven, in 1976, Epstein started work as an options trader in productions division, advising high net worth clients on tax strategies. So he went from this teaching math in high school to working somewhere that did like stocks. And he was proving successful in his financial career. He became a limited partner at Bear Stearns in 1980. He later left Bear Stearns in 1981. So in 1981 he founded his own consulting firm called International Assets Group Incorporated which assisted clients in recovering stolen money from fraudulent brokers and lawyers. Epstein described his work as at this time as being a high-level bounty hunter. He told friends that he worked sometimes as a consultant for governments or for the very rich people to recover embezzled funds while while at other times he worked for clients that had embezzled funds. During this time period, Epstein met Stephen Hoffenberg in London, I'm not sure who that is, but they had been introduced through a defense contractor Through the current, the former US Attorney General John Mitchell. So all of a sudden, he goes from like a teacher to working at this stock group to suddenly being friends with this US Attorney General and describing his work as a high level bounty hunter finding money for rich people. He had some connections somewhere, I guess. So the Stephen Hoffman's. baggy, baggie, right? Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. Stephen okay. Hoffenberg hired Epstein in 1987 as a consultant for Tower Financial Corporation, which was a collection agency that bought debts people owed to hospitals, banks, and phone companies. For the consulting work, Epstein was paid $25,000 a month. One of Epstein's first assignments for Hoffenberg was to implement what turned out to be unsuccessful bids to take over Pan American World Airways in 1987 and Emory Air Freight Corporation in 1988. Hoffenberg and Epstein worked closely together and traveled all around the world. In 1993, Tower Financial Corporation imploded as one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in American history, which lost investors over $450 million dollars. In court documents, Hoffenberg claimed that Epstein was intimately involved in the Ponzi scheme, but Epstein had left the company before it collapsed and was never charged for being involved with the Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Crazy. The same year, Epstein began consulting for Hoffenberg in 1987. This is the same year he did this. He founded his own financial management firm, J. Epstein & Company. The company was formed to manage the assets of clients with more than $1 billion of U.S. net worth. So this is in 1987. There probably weren't that many billionaires yet. And he decided that he was just going to open this company and he was going to manage a billionaire's money. Um, The main publicity known billionaire client of Epstein was Leslie Wexner. Now, this Leslie Wexner guy was the CEO of the L Brands Corporation, which was formerly Limited Brands. And Limited Brands owns Victoria's Secret and Bath & Body Works. Soon after meeting Wexner in 1986, Epstein became his financial advisor. By 1995, Epstein was a director of the Wexner Foundation and Wexner Heritage Foundation. He was also the president of Wexner's property, which developed the town of New Albany outside Columbus, Ohio, where Wexner lived. Although never employed by L Brands, he corresponded frequently with the company executives. So it says in the same thing that he was never employed by L Brands, but he did all this work personally for. Wexner, which is the guy who owns Limited and Victoria's Secret. He also often attended Victoria's Secret fashion shows and hosted at his New York City home the Fashion Models and helped aspiring models get work with the company. In 1996, Epstein changed the name of his firm to the Financial Trust Company and for tax advantages based it it on the island of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So here's another supposed billionaire, not paying taxes because he's storing his money in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, And also, there were rumors about Trump and the Victoria's Secret fashion shows and the models and him liking to be around all that. So I'm just going to stick a pin in that and save that for later. Um, In March 2005, a woman contacted us contacted Florida's Palm Beach Police Department and alleged that her 14-year-old stepdaughter had been taken to Epstein's mansion by an older girl. She was allegedly paid $300 to strip and massage Epstein. She had allegedly underdressed but left the encounter wearing her underwear. Police began an 11-month investigation of Epstein followed by a search of his home. The the FBI also became involved in the investigation. The police alleged that Epstein had paid several girls to perform sexual acts on him. Interviews with five alleged victims and 17 witnesses under oath, a high school transcript, and other items found in Epstein's trash and home allegedly showed that some of the girls involved were under the age of 18. The police search of Epstein's home found two hidden cameras and large numbers of photos of girls throughout the house, some of whom the police had interviewed in the course of their investigation.
3: I have two words. Yes. Peter Baelish. That's all I'm going to say. Game of Thrones fans know what I'm talking about. That's the vibe I get.
1: Creep. The international Business Times reported that papers filed in a 2000, 2006 lawsuit alleged that Epstein had concealed cameras in numerous places on his property to record sexual activity with underage girls by prominent people for criminal purposes such as blackmail. Epstein allegedly, allegedly lent girls to powerful people <laughs> to basically tie himself these people and blackmail them and gain that blackmail information lent girls like he owned them and he lent them
2: oh i'm gonna lose it
1: and in some of the wikileaks there's an island that jeffrey epstein owns he owns an island
2: mentioned that in an earlier podcast yeah and it has like all these boys and it was like a camp
1: yeah, that's a different place, but there's, oh, a- <laughs> there's another island. There's an island. I'm not sure where that and I should have brought this up. I was trying to make this simple, but the more I talk about it the angrier I get and he has his own plane which will come up later in this, but he flies prominent people to this island full of supposed underage girls. That's how disgusting this white man is. Okay. In 2015, evidence came to light that one of the powerful men at Epstein's mansions may have been Prince Andrew, Duke of York. A former employee told police that Epstein would receive messages three times a day. Eventually, the FBI received counts from 36 girls whose allegations of molestation by Epstein included overlapping details. In May 2006, Palm Beach police filed a provital cause affidavit saying that Epstein should be charged with four counts of unlawful sex with minors and one molestation account. Epstein's, t- Epstein's team of defense lawyers included Roy Black, who defended Russell Crowe and financial crime specialist Gerald Lefcourt, Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz, remember his Alan Dershowitz, and in 2007, the special prosecutor of Bill Clinton. Uh, Ken Starr so he has this like supposed expert like law team that he's got here the state prosecutor confirmed a Palm Beach County grand jury so this all took place in Florida and I'm pretty sure his islands like off the coast of Florida somewhere and that's where he or maybe not his island maybe it's like a separate place in Florida and he calls it his island I'm not sure I'm gonna have to like do a corrections cardboard or corner on that and let y'all know next time I'm on here. But um, Palm Beach police officer, Michael Reeder then accused the state attorney of being too lenient and was instruments instrumental in transferring the case to the FBI. The grand jury returned a single, single charge of felony solicitation of prosecution to which Epstein pleaded not guilty in August, 2006. So after that, the FBI investigation resulted in a 53-page federal grand jury indictment. Now, Alexandra Acosta, you guys remember Alexandra Acosta from the news last week? You guys know who he is? Wait. In case not.
0: Yes, maybe. I don't know.
1: Alexandra Acosta was Trump's second pick for the labor secretary. And last week... Acosta was in the meme with the two little girls that looked really creepy and his wife. Do you guys remember that meme? No? Okay, I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah, meme me up, Scottie. Okay, I will later. Um, but it's just really creepy looking for Emily. <laughs> and it's crazy. So anyway, this Alexander Acosta that was supposed to be over this case in Florida for Jeffrey Epstein in 2008... Um, is Trump's labor pick. He's the Secretary of Labor for Donald Trump. Well, last week, Acosta resigns because he had ties to this Jeffrey Epstein thing. Well, apparently he didn't resign. Apparently, he went on TV to interview about this Jeffrey Epstein thing, and Trump didn't like the way Acosta was giving answers to the media, so Trump made him quit his job because he didn't do a better job of explaining it. Why would Trump fire him? Like, what does it have to do with Donald Trump if this Acosta guy is associated with Jeffrey Epstein?
2: Why isn't someone suggesting to Trump that he quit his shop?
1: I don't know, but I wish he does
2: all of the same things.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, don't worry. We are.
1: (laughs) So, Alexander Acosta was then the United States Attorney General or State's Attorney for the Southern District of Florida. And he agreed to a plea deal to grant immunity from all federal charges to Epstein, along with the four named co-conspirators and any unnamed potential conspirator, co-conspirators. So he basically was like, we're going to agree to agree to a plea deal to grant immunity to Epstein. According to the Miami Herald, the non-prosecution agreement essentially shut down an ongoing FBI probe into whether there were more victims and other powerful people who took part in Epstein's sex crimes. At the time, this halted the investigation and sealed the indictment. The Miami Herald states, Acosta agreed, despite a federal law to the contrary, that the deal would be kept from the victims. Acosta later said that he had been told that Epstein belonged to intelligence, was above his pay grade, and to leave it alone. Epstein agreed to plead guilty to the state prosecution charges, register as a sex offender, and pay restitution to three dozen victims identified by the FBI. The Guardian, a British newspaper, reported, despite this, the U.S. government eventually agreed to allow Epstein to plead guilty to just one count of soliciting pros- prostitution from an underage girl under Florida state law. Epstein agreed n- not to contest civil claims brought by the 40 woman identified by the FBI, but escaped a prosecution that could have seen him jailed for the rest of his life. So Acosta was just like... Let's just sweep this under the rug. And he claimed that he was going to sleep it under the rug because somebody told him that Epstein was part of intelligence and too powerful or whatever. But I kind of feel like maybe Acosta was one of the people that frequented his little island. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just putting it out there. That's that's really the only conspiracy theory I'm going to throw out there because the rest of this is on WikiLeaks. So, or not WikiLeaks, but Wikipedia. It was on WikiLeaks. Now it's on Wikipedia. Epstein was also allowed to select his victim and plead guilty to soliciting an older 17-year-old minor girl whose age when molested was not precisely stated rather than the original 14-year-old that was in the case. So instead of just being like, hey, Jeffrey, you're going to be charged with all these people. They're like, hey, Jeffrey, you can pick from the 14-year-old girl or the 17-year-old girl. We're not going to say how old the 17-year-old girl was whenever you did do stuff to her, but just pick the 17-year-old one so you can get out of this. The Florida age, Florida age of consent is 18, but it is lower in many states. Thereby, thereby lessening the degree of the crime in classification for registration as a sex offender and in the eyes of the public. So, he got that nice little deal where he got to pick his 17-year-old girl, not the 14 one in the case. And But recently, they declared, somebody declared, this deal was declared illegal in February 2019 because Nobody told the victims, nobody told the 14-year-old girl and the 17-year-old girl that, hey, he's going to pick one of you and plead guilty, and he's going to pick the older one to get off almost charges. What didn't are even... these loopholes? They didn't even tell the victims that. They didn't tell them that. These little girls just probably didn't even know what was going on, because they're little girls. They're not underage girls. They're little girls. So. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I don't this...
2: Damn, this you is can just like awful. pick what you're guilty of. Yeah,
1: pick what you're guilty of. And by the way, we're not gonna notify the little girls either, or her parents, or any of their lawyers, or anything. Uh,
3: just get your own island, and you can do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, Even if get it's on the island or not. Get lots of money and pay people, and get them some little girls on the side, so they'll feel better about their <sighs> man parts, and you Whoa. know it's all good. I'm gonna vomit.
0: I wonder if it's the same island that the Girls Gone Wild guy owns.
1: Somebody Google it. Somebody google Jeffrey Epstein's island. What's that guy's uh, uh, is that the same guy as the Virgin Mobile guy, too? I don't know. Cause he
3: also has an island.
1: Oh god, I hope not. Oh. No, I what think there's
3: so many men that have islands. Wait, Hello, I hit
2: my own fucking island. I want yeah. an island, right?
0: There is one island. Woman <laughs> Island, Woman Island, Woman Island. Owned
1: by white men that are billionaires. We can't one have one. Feminist is Island. If you donate
3: care. to our tip jar, we will a, buy an um, island. Podcast. We'll go, we'll skip the merch and go straight to an island. Promise. We'll, we'll have no fire. girls we'll there. We'll do
2: summer camp. People. Murder blows every year. Oh, and we'll do art classes. So
0: island. And we shall call it this. Silent blows. <laughs> <Island> blows. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm so Is sorry for these levels blowing.
1: Okay. All right. Sorry.
0: Okay. I don't have my stand.
1: It's okay. I have, I have to hold
0: it like I'm a stand-up comedian.
1: Okay. So in June 2008, after Epstein pleaded guilty to a state charge of sal- now the FBI was like all over this, but it's just a state charge of, of soliciting prostitution from a girl below the age of 18, he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. But listen to this. Instead of being sent to state prison, as are the majority of sex offenders convicted in Florida, Epstein was housed in a private wing of the Palm Beach County Jail. He was able to hire his own security detail and was allowed work release. To his downtown office for up to 12 hours a day six days a week he served 13 months before being released for a year of probation while on probation he was allowed numerous trips on his corporate jet to his residences in manhattan and the u.s virgin islands that's what his island is he does have okay yeah wow so, yeah, he didn't even have to serve in jail. He got to leave six days a week for 12 hours a day with his own security detail and work and still make money. He just had to sleep in the jail. That's it. And he was in his own little place. He wasn't around any other prisoners because they, they didn't want him to get beat up since he is a child molester. <sighs> okay.
3: Oh, boy, don't beat up the child molester. boo.
1: The immunity agreement and his lenient treatment were the subject of ongoing controversy. The Palm Beach police chief accused the state of giving him preferential treatment, and the Miami Herald said that U.S. attorney Acosta gave Epstein the deal of a lifetime. After the accusations became public, several persons and institutions returned donations they had received from Epstein, including Elliot Spitzer, Bill Richardson, and the Palm Beach Police Department, Harvard University announced it would not return any money. Various charitable donations that Epstein had made to finance children's education were also questioned. On June of two thousand eighteen of two thousand ten, Epstein's former house manager, Alfredo Rodriguez, was sentenced to eighteen months incarceration after being convicted on an obstruction charge for failing to turn over to police and trying to sell a journal which had recorded Epstein's activity. So this guy got more time than Epstein for keeping a hold of his journal. FBI Special Agent Christina Pryor reviewed the material and agreed it was information that would have been extremely useful in investigating and prosecuting the case, including names and contact information of material witnesses and additional victims. But it doesn't matter. If they would have had that journal, he would have got the same slap on the wrist because he's a rich white man, okay? Just saying. The case was scheduled to be examined in court December 2018 as part of a civil, state civil lawsuit by attorney Bradley Edwards against Epstein. So I guess since they failed so miserably, somebody decided to bring a civil lawsuit against Epstein in December of 2018. The trial was expected to provide victims with their first opportunity to make their accusations publicly. However, the case was settled on the first day of trial, with Epstein apologizing to Edwards. Other terms of the settlement were confidential. So he didn't have to go through the trial, and he didn't have to listen to anybody. They just settled it on the first day and kept it all confidential. An additional long, long-running lawsuit is pending in federal court aimed at vacating the federal plea agreement on the grounds that it violated victims' rights. On April 7th of 2015, Judge Kenneth Mara ruled that the allegations made by alleged Victim, Virginia Roberts, against Prince Andrew, had no bearing on the lawsuit by alleged victims seeking to reopen Ed Steen's non-prosecution plea agreement with the federal government. The judge ordered that allegation to be struck from the record, and Judge Mara made no ruling as to whether claims by Roberts were true or false. There was an effort to add Roberts and other women as plaintiffs to that case. Mara specifically said that Roberts may later give evidence when the case comes to court. So a court, apparently one of the victims, they just just don't believe her. She can try again later. All right. Other civil lawsuits on February 6, 2008, an, an anonymous Virginia woman filed a $50 million civil lawsuit in federal court against Epstein, alleging that when she was 16 year old minor in 2004 to 2005, she was recruited to give Epstein a massage. She claims she was taken to his mansion where he exposed himself and had sexual intercourse with her and paid her $200 immediately afterward. A similar $50 $50 million suit was filed in March 2008 by a different woman who was represented by the same lawyer. These and several similar lawsuits were dismissed. All other lawsuits have been settled by Epstein out of court. Epstein has made... Yeah, Epstein he has paid made the
2: first girl $300 for just taking off her clothes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Epstein has made many out-of-court settlements with alleged victims. As of January 2015, some cases remain open. A December 30th, 2014 federal civil suit was filed in Florida against the United States for violations of the Crime Victims Rights Act by the Department of Justice's agreement to Epstein's limited 2008 plea. The suit also accuses accuses Alan Dershowitz, which is one of his lawyers, of sexually abusing a minor provided by Epstein. Um The allegations against Dershowitz were stricken by the judge and eliminated from the case because he said they were outside of the intent of the suit to reopen the plea agreement. A document filed in court alleges that Epstein ran a sexual abuse ring and lent underage girls to prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister, and other world leaders. A federal lawsuit filed in California in April 2016 against Epstein by Donald Trump and Donald Trump. So this was the one filed against Epstein and Donald Trump by a California woman alleged that the men sexually assaulted her at a series of party at Epstein's Manhattan residence in 1994 when she was 13 years old. The suit was dismissed by a federal judge in May 2016 because it did not raise valid claims under federal law. The woman filed another federal suit in New York in June 2016, but it was withdrawn three months later, apparently without being served on the defendants. A third federal suit was filed in New York in September 2016 for the same girl. The two later suits included affidavits by anonymous witnesses who attested to the accusations in the suits. And an anonymous person who declared the plaintiff had told him or her about the assaults at the time occurred. The plaintiff, plaintiff who had filed anonymously as Jane Doe, scheduled to appear in a Los Angeles press conference six days before the 2016 election, six days before the 2016 election election, this anonymous girl who had tried and tried and tried to get her case out there that Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein raped her at 13, the event was abruptly canceled. Her lawyer, Lisa Bloom, asserted that the woman had received threats. The suit was dropped on November 4th, 2016. Trump attorney, then Alan Garden flatly denied the allegations while Epstein declined to comment. What? This is on Wicca fuckingpedia.
3: <sighs> what? Well, somebody needs to remind me to take a breath every once in a while because I've been clenched
1: this whole time. This is how ridiculous our country is. Thanks. I in it. January 2015, a 31-year-old woman, Virginia Roberts, now Virginia G I U F F R E, I'm gonna say Roberts because that's easier. lady alleged in a sworn affidavit at the age of 17 she had been held as a sex slave by epstein she further further alleged that he had trafficked hers to several people including prince andrew and harvard law professor alan dershowitz so here's a different girl saying the same exact thing as two previous girls Roberts also claimed that Epstein and others had physically and sexually abused her. Roberts alleged that the FBI may have been involved in a cover-up. She said she had served as Epstein's sex slave from 1999 to 2002 and had recruited other underage girls. Prince Andrew, Epstein, and Dershowitz all denied having sex with Roberts. Dershowitz took legal action over the allegations. A diary purported to belong to Roberts was published online Epstein entered an out-of-court settlement with Roberts and he has done in several other lawsuits the BBC television series panorama planned on an investigation of the scandal as of 2016 these claims have not been tested in any court of law so so what I've found out again about Trump in this Epstein is that Trump Like Trump, because Trump had his modeling agency or whatever. Well, Trump would go to third world countries and so-called rescue these girls. Well, what he did when he rescued them was he would bring them back to New York City, throw them in a shithole. And basically any money, any money that these girls made modeling, he would just be like, well, you owe me money for hair. You owe me money for makeup. You owe me money for this. You owe me money for that. So the girls would just be locked up in the shithole apartment all the time in New York City. But he, Donald Trump was there like, messiah because he had got them out of their shithole countries and brought them to America to be models, okay? So Jeffrey Epstein was, like, really attracted to this back in, like, the late 90s, and he was like, "Oh, Donald Trump, you figured out how to work these visas for these girls and get them here and model them. And, of course, at this time, um, the... Epstein is tied to the guy from the limited and Victoria's secret and the fashion shows. And so is Donald Trump. And so Jeff and Donald get together and they're like discussing all this modeling stuff. And then abruptly, whenever all these charges start coming out against Epstein, Trump drops him and like bans him from all of his hotels and clubs and everything. So, supposedly, Trump hasn't had contact with Jeffrey Epstein since he got found out, but I'm betting you anything that at the time, Donald Trump knew that Epstein was trafficking girls. But I think that Epstein wanted to know how to get girls from other countries, from Donald Trump, and I think that that's why they were friends. That's just me thinking this, but in my brain, it just makes sense. Um, where was I at? have a little bit more to go. Oh, recent. Appeals in 2019. So this is all the crap that came out recently. And it's just now recently hitting the fan. I don't know if it's recently coming out because it involves Donald Trump or if it's coming out because they can no longer hide this. I don't know. But I'm glad it's coming out. I don't care who's involved in it. If you had sexual relations... With anybody under the age of 18 or anybody at all that did not consent then you need punished for it because there's no reason that people should think that they can just take that from other people at all um so on february 21st 2019 senior judge of the united states district court for the southern district of florida Kenneth Mara said the federal prosecutors violated the law by failing to notify victims before they allowed him to plead guilty to only the Florida offenses. The judge left open what the possible remedy could be. So on March 11th, 2019, the U S court of appeals for the second circuit gave parties one week to provide good cause as to why the summary judgment and case documents should remain under seal with, without which they would be unsealed on March 19, 2019. So, on January 6 or no, July 6, 2019, Epstein was arrested at Teeterboro Airport in New Jersey on sex trafficking charges. The New York Times initially reported incorrectly that he had been arrested in New York. According to witnesses and sources, on the day of his arrest, about a dozen FBI agents forced open the door to his Manhattan townhouse with, with search warrants. The search of his townhouse turned up evidence of sex trafficking and also found hundreds and perhaps thousands of sexually suggestive photographs of fully or partially partially nude females. Some of the photos were confirmed as those of underage females. So he learned a lot from his last little 18-month slap on the Wrist in jail, apparently. In a locked safe, compact discs were found with handwritten labels, including the descriptions. Young, and then it has in parentheses, name plus name, mis- miscellaneous nudes one, and girls picks nude. They were also found in the safe were piles of cash, diamonds, and a fake expired Austrian passport from 1987, which had Epstein's image but another name. No. Listen to this. The passport shows his residence in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, another dirty country.
2: We're not saying Saudi Arabians are dirty. We're saying that there's some conspiracies there.
1: Exactly. Thank you for specifying. (laughs) Two days later, prosecutors with the Public Corruption Unit of Southern District of New York charged him with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex. Court documents allege that at least 40 underage girls were brought into Epstein's mansion for sexual encounters. And this is the one in New York, by the way, not in Florida.
2: 40 is not possible. Like, just because those last couple of charges were like three dozen girls. Like, I just, it can't just be 40.
1: No. No, there's got to be hundreds. Judge Kenneth Mara is currently deciding whether the non-prosecution agreement that protected Epstein from the more serious charges should still stand. And previous long-term girlfriends associated with Epstein include publishing heir Ghislaine Maxwell, who we met in 1982, 1992, I'm sorry. Maxwell, Maxwell was implicated by several of Epstein's accusers as procuring or recruiting underage girls in addition to once being Epstein's girlfriend. Epstein was a longtime acquaintance of Prince Andrew and Tom Barrack and his, and has attended parties with many prominent people, including Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton's name was on the flight logs for the Lolita Express, which is uh, Jeffrey Epstein's personal airplane, 26 times. Uh, George Stephanopoulos. This fucking, Trent,
2: guys, hold, hold, hold on. This guy's fucking airplane is named the Lolita Express. And no one was like, he's probably fucking children.
1: Yeah, exactly. His airplane is named the Lolita Express. And there's a flight log. Dying. The The flight log was one of the things that got leaked on WikiLeaks. And nobody really, like, everybody was like, oh, it's a conspiracy. But, like, now here it is, like, 26 times his name was on that log. And one time... Um, Well, I'll get to it. I'll just keep reading. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. George Stephanopoulos, Donald Trump, Katie Couric, and Woody Allen. His contacts also included Israel Prime Minister Ed Barak and British Prime Minister Tony Blair. Both Bill Clinton and Donald Trump claimed that they never visited Epstein's island. Epstein owned a private Boeing 727 jet, nicknamed Lolita Express, by the press and traveled in it frequently, logging 600 flying hours a year, usually with guests on board. In September 2002, Epstein flew Clinton, Kevin Spacey, and Chris Tucker to Africa in his private jet. Flight records show Clinton flew on Epstein's plane 26 times to at least a dozen international locations. Flight logs did not list any Secret Service detail for one trip in May of 2002, so he somehow, like, was allowed to fly without his Secret Service. A Clinton spokesperson later stated Clinton took four trips on Epstein's airplane, making stops on several continents, all with his staff and Secret Service detail. In a profile of Epstein in New York Magazine in 2002, former Democratic Senator, Senate leader George J. Mitchell said to Epstein, I would certainly call him a friend and supporter. In the same article, Donald Trump remarked, I've known Jeff for 15 years, terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it, Jeffrey enjoys his social life. That's quoted in Donald Trump from 2002, but now he hasn't been friends with him forever because... Well, I wonder why. In 2019, Trump said he broke up with Epstein about 15 years prior. Epstein was allegedly banned from Trump's club in 1999, according to court documents filed by attorney Bradley Edwards. Although Edwards later acknowledged this was a rumor, he was unable to confirm. Bill Clinton lauded Epstein as a committed philant- philanthropist with insights and generosity, which he did donate things to things, At the time, Epstein was on the board of the Rockefeller Foundation, a member of the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations, and was a major donor to Harvard University. From 1989 until 2003, Epstein donated more than $139,000 to Democratic federal candidates and committees and over $18,000 to Republican candidates and groups. In April 2003, New York Magazine reported Epstein hosted a dinner party in his Manhattan residence to honor Bill Clinton, who did not attend, although President Trump did attend. And today, it is so little was known about Epstein's current business or clients that the only thing that can be valued with any certainty are his properties. His property in Manhattan, New York, is the biggest apartment in New York City, and it is like... 21,000 square feet, which is 21 of my house.
3: Wait, is that like now? Because I don't buy that. That's now.
1: now. Yeah. I don't think.
3: You're telling me Oprah Winfrey doesn't have a massive ass apartment in New York City?
1: That's where he got arrested. It's the biggest apartment. He owns the biggest apartment in New York City. Uh, Google it, just I want to see. Uh, federal prosecutors on July 12, 2019 stated in court documents that based on records from one financial institution that Jeffrey Epstein was extravagantly wealthy and had access worth at least $500 million and earned more than $10 million a year. The extent of his wealth, however, was not known since he had not filled out a financial affidavit for his bail application. Um, Epstein owns the Herbert N. Strauss House on East 71st Street, and the Upper East Side of Manhattan in New York City. It is reputedly the largest private residence in Manhattan at 21,000 square foot. The financials' other properties include a residence in Palm Beach, an apartment in Paris, a ranch near Stanley, New Mexico, and a private island near St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands called Little St. James, which includes a mansion and guest houses, and the neighboring island of Great St. and the neighboring island of Great St. James. Epstein was building a compound on the latter, including an amphitheater and an underwater office and pool, but ran into problems when a stop work order was issued in late 2018. Work continued despite the order. Yeah.
3: What do you need an underwater office for, you gigantic asshole?
1: I don't want to know. Also, what's that compound about? We're just going to lightly skim over that. Yeah, they the just, he was building a compound. Office. He's building a compound on an island in St. James where he keeps all his dirty money. Called Little James or whatever. Yeah. Little St.
2: James.
1: I just really don't think that he got his money from helping billionaires manage his money. I think he got his money from getting these underage girls into sex trafficking and. Finding prominent people. I mean, if you're a prominent politician and you hear about how great this island is and you really don't think that there's anything going on there, so you sign up for a break and you go and there's little girls there and you go there once and you're like, oh, fuck, and you get blackmailed because there's cameras everywhere and so you can't speak out about it, And you, but you just don't ever go back. Okay, I don't think it's right, but I'm not going to, like – If you were, like, coerced into it, okay. But if you're going there multiple times and there's two or three different girls accusing these people of the same thing, even two or three, there's probably 36. But they just didn't look after all the girls. I mean, it absolutely blows my mind what people, what some people get away with. And then there are other people who are trying to legitimately get their license and registration out of the dashboard of their car and are telling the police that and get shot in front of their wife and kid. Like, the unfairness of social justice just drives me insane. And I wish there were a better answer or something to do about it. But there's just not. Um, just-
0: yeah. Did you hear about that guy um, that was choked to death? He had an asthma attack while he was being choked to death. By a police officer, Mm -hmm. and his death was ruled. Yeah, Eric Gardner, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: His death was ruled a homicide.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And they found the cop not guilty.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Today, yesterday, right?
3: uh, Is it yesterday or today? And it's either yesterday or today. That's the fifth anniversary.
2: Yeah. If they didn't find him not guilty, they decided not to try him. Yeah. Period.
3: Oh, that's so much worse.
2: Like, he's not going to court at he's, all. He's still, a man. he's still
3: working as an officer at this uh-huh. moment.
0: It's oh, ridiculous. Man. For, that okay, and supposedly the guy was just selling loose cigarettes, right? That That's what I heard, is that the cop... It doesn't was, matter, he was a
3: child.
0: Well, that's what I, well, one, yeah. Well,
3: I know, like... Two,
0: like... You choked a guy out for that? Like it was worth that? That's what you know. What you know? What I mean? Like, Ugh. yeah. I'm with Cody on the social justice thing. I've been on a real bad tirade this week. Uh, it's so gross. Is that the end of your case?
1: I was just gonna say I was at Publix today, and there was a lovely blah, blah, blah. there was a lovely black family beside me buying lunch meat. And there was this big, huge, tall, white jackass that came way down to the chicken. And he was like, I just need some cheese. And the lady goes, well, you can wait down there. And he was like, looked at the people that were getting their line. Like, he was too good to wait in line behind black people. He wanted somebody to come from a different section of the store to get him some cheese. And I just kept staring him down like, motherfucker, today is not the day. I have heard about, there was like, there was a, civil rights lady that was found dead in the tr- her trunk of her oh. car over a weekend oh gosh yeah let me get her name yeah thank you because i hear this stuff and i'm like am i going crazy and then like all the people that organize the marches and stuff in ferguson have died they've all been burned to death in their vehicles so get prepared for some more like devastatingly horde podcasts from me because I will talk about this stuff.
3: Uh, the activist is Sadie Roberts Joseph, and she was murdered in Louisiana. They literally found her body in the back of a car.
1: Yes. Like, what are what's what are we doing? What's happening? But it doesn't make the news because our our stupid president attacks four congresswomen to go back to where they came from. Even only one of them had immigrated from a different country, but. So did his wife, but she's white. And then I'm pretty sure he only said that because he had the Epstein thing going on, which people were starting to make a big deal out of. And he had President Pence or Vice President Pence going to concentration camps who wouldn't even look people in the eye as he scowled and frowned and walked past everybody. And I'm pretty sure he just didn't want his ratings to go down. So he was like, I'm going to row up my base and tell these brown women to go back home. It just really pissed me off. So,
0: here's my thought. This is a little crazy, so let me know if you guys think, and if you hate it, hey, I think Sasha, what the fuck is up? I think we should end this episode like this. I know usually we do things we like and um, and or advice, but I think that this is really important for people to talk about and I know we like to leave off on a happy note, but I feel like Sometimes it's okay to have the shit thrown in your face so we know what the fuck is going on and so that we can raise conversations and we can keep this fuel going through this upcoming election in 2020 because he's obviously already talked about that he's gung-ho and ready to run. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make this a political, necessarily a political podcast, but at the same time where women who believe in people's rights and the people in this country are not being treated fairly under this rain. And I know it's, I know it's not a great note to leave off on, but at the same time, like I, I feel weird just trying to yuck it up. Mm-hmm. telling you guys that I like a TV show or a, a band or the way socks feel when they're really dry.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I gotcha like I totally I'm agree. Exceptionally, extremely helpless and sad all the time because I can't help anybody because I'm so indoctrinated into like just.
0: But Cody, you are helping people by doing things like this on the podcast. Do I love talking about this stuff? No. No. It drains me with every fiber of my being. And I feel guilty bearing
1: you all down every day. Is it
3: necessary, (laughs) though? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do believe it is. And so that's why, like I said, I'm going to make it. uh a voting thing, but <laughs> maybe we'll go by democracy and not let Russians fuck up this. But I think this is how this episode should end. It might be a little dark, a little morbid.
1: No, what but you, you make my heart feel better knowing that there's other people out there who care about issues. It blows
0: a tear for racist. everybody. You
1: know, yeah, except and for racists. you have <laughs> rapists, non-white skin somebody thinks about you and the social injustices you receive all of the time because I do and I wish I could do something for you guys out there but just know that I'm at least thinking of you if that does anything.
3: I agree I agree with all I couldn't have said anything more or better or more better still. Yeah, I think this is how we should end this episode.
2: I will say, on the off chance that you were abused by Epstein, uh, the FBI is still collecting reports to add to their case. So, speak up
1: if you know any. President, tell them. Everybody, the
2: number you can call literally one eight hundred call FBI. So.
1: Oh, they made it so easy.
2: (laughs) I bet they're so great to talk to.
0: So seriously, everybody, take this to heart. Sorry, we're not yucking it up. I promise. I 100% promise you that the next episode will be pure yucks. (laughs) (laughs) So so many yucks. So many yucks. Um, But please, um, stand together with people you care about and the people that don't have a voice right now. And like Sasha and the other girls said so well, just please reach out to people and don't let fascist assholes rule your life because they don't, I promise you. I 100% promise you it's not going to fly. And we're with you 100%. So this is Murder Blows. Thank you. I'm Violet. I'm Cody. This sounds like the intro.
3: (laughs) I know. I'm Maisie. I'm Sasha Thanks adios guys. Yeah. bye bye bye